Welcome to Keystone Education Radio, the podcast for all things focused on education in Pennsylvania. Now here's your host, Annette Stevenson. We've been hearing the terms achievement gap, learning loss, the COVID slide, a year of ever-changing combinations of virtual and in-person instruction has brought unmatched disruption to student learning, all but guaranteeing the widening of these gaps if unaddressed. However, emerging research has shown that even the smallest amount of tutoring can bring about academic gains and help students get back on track. On this episode, we're going to be talking with Richland School District's Director of Educational Services, Brandon Bailey, about a new program the district has implemented to help ensure students' academic success. Welcome, Brandon. Thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me, Annette. Absolutely. So like every other district in Pennsylvania, Richland School District has been impacted, I'm certain, by COVID-19 school closures and remote learning. Could you start by telling us a little bit about the district's instructional models throughout this academic year? What have those looked like? Sure. I mean, like everybody else, it's been a, you know, been a real roller coaster of a, of a school year and uh, yeah. you know, roller coaster since, since last March the 13th when, uh, when we were all sent home. But um, you know, we, we've had you know, various instructional models. To start out the school year, we actually, uh, here in Richland School District, our first 53 days, uh, we're all on site. Uh, you know, you know, full time. So okay. that was nice that we were able to you know get off to a good, good start to our, our year. Uh, our area wasn't as impacted early on. Um, you know, in that August, September, October, uh, you know, time frame as some of the other parts of the state. So, uh, so you know, those first 53 days we were all on site. About 90% of our students, um, you know, were coming to school. About 10% of our students elected to learn uh, remotely, which. Um, you, know, you know, certainly was a you know, challenge for them and a challenge for, you know, for our staff, but, um, you know, we, we wanted to support them, you know, in, in, in what mode they wanted to, to learn. Uh, mm-hmm. Since then, we've been in a combination of, of all fully remote and hybrid. Uh, currently, we're, uh, we're wrapping up a, a hybrid where all of our students, K through 12, are, are attending two days per week, um, and then, you know, learning from home the other three days per week. Uh, we're actually on February 1st scheduled to go back uh, you know, fully uh, on site once again, and uh, we're looking forward to having everybody here uh, in school. So when did you become aware? I mean, certainly tutoring is not a, a new, you know, program, but when did you become aware of the need to implement some sort of tutoring or supplemental learning system for your students in this present scenario? Yeah, you know, I, I think, you know, it was as early as last March, you know, our, our administrative team uh, recognized that uh, this had the potential to be something that was going to really create a divide with, uh, with the student within the students here in our school and uh, you know throughout the state and throughout the country. Uh, so you know we knew that we were going to have to come up with resources uh, and do things differently than we've ever done them before. Uh, and and one of those uh, you know resources was, was the, to create some type of a, a tutoring program. Uh, you know whether it's on site, uh, whether it's online. And, uh, you know, this is just one of the, you know, the various things that we're doing uh, to support those kids and, and, and also their families, which is, which are all going through very difficult times. Mm-hmm. And is there a role that equity has played in the district seeking out these types of services? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, we're fortunate, first off, uh, that, you know, most of our students here, uh, you know, come from a background where they're supported at home. But uh, certainly, like all schools, you know, we have a segment of our population that, uh, you know, that, that needs a little bit of extra help and assistance to make sure that uh, there is equity there and that they do have the same opportunities 
um, as everybody else. So, um, so that, that certainly is, is something that, again, going back to, to last March, uh, you know, making sure that everyone had internet access, making sure that everybody had access to, uh, you know, to Chromebooks and, and tools that they can, um, you know, make sure that they're learning online while they're home and then making sure that they have a, you know, the, the best possible home environment uh, to, um, you know, to, to keep up with everybody else. We've actually, uh, within our school district, uh, you know, we're a K through six and a seven through 12. We have two buildings. And in each of our buildings, we uh, have taken one of our classroom teachers and pushed them into a remote learning specialist role where those, those teachers now are making sure that those students have, uh, you know, have the resources they need and, and are keeping up with everybody else. Okay, and can you tell us about the organization called PAPER? What has been your experience working with this organization? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, PAPER was something that, uh, you know, just took a, a cold call from a sales rep uh, mm -hmm. in September, and uh, it sounded like it was something that would be beneficial to kids and uh, set up some, some demonstrations, did our research. Uh, it's a product that uh, is, is used in, in Texas and California, uh, but not so much here in, in, in our state in Pennsylvania. Um, so, you know, we had the opportunity to kind of collaborate with them and, uh, you know, they've been a great partner uh, thus far. And, you know, we really feel uh, that our students and families and, and also teachers are benefiting from the program. So you've seen the impact or you've seen the difference in student performance, do you feel? Yeah, I, I think that there's, there's all of our students and all of our families know that, uh, you know, there's a 24 seven access. Um, you know, our teachers aren't available. Our teachers are phenomenal here in Richland School District, but they're not available 24 sure. seven. Uh, and, and with the pandemic, you know, when our, when our students are learning remotely or, or in a hybrid model, uh, they need those, those supports and resources and they might be learning at different times. And I think that's one thing that paper uh, has brought to the table is, is that they allow the student uh, to get that extra help whenever it's uh, you know, best for them. You know, a lot of our students that learn remotely We'll see them go on at 11, 12 uh, at night, you know, sometimes 1 a.m., 2 a.m. in the morning getting help. And uh, certainly our teachers here at Richland are, aren't probably awake at those times. No, nor should they be. They need to rest up for the next day, I imagine. So the timing, that makes sense, 24-7. Are there uh, certain subjects that are most sought after by the students that you're noticing? Yeah, so this is, you know, relatively new to us, uh, you know, at Richland. And, you know, like I said, it's uh, you know, we're the first school in Pennsylvania to, you know, to partner with paper, but for us, you know, thus far, um, you know, we've found out that uh, a lot of our students have, have been getting help in, in, in math, you know, whether it's an elementary math level or mm -hmm. uh, it's AP calculus. Uh, we also have really been, uh, you know, stressing to our uh, ELA teachers to, mm -hmm. uh, to incorporate, you know, paper. The, the neat thing about it is that, you know, any type of a writing assignment, you can kind of get a, another set of eyes on uh, on your documents first. So our teachers are able to, you know, have kids uh, work on that first draft and then get a set of eyes on it before it even gets turned in, and uh, you know, catch some of those errors that you know that, that might take some you know some more time. So ELA math are certainly two of the top things, but um, you know, I've seen foreign language, I've seen physics, I've seen you know general science, uh, you know, really a lot of different areas that uh, that they're able to help our students with. Mm -hmm. And so since the teachers can see what their students are seeking help with, are there some examples of how teachers have used that information to either inform or modify the remote learning or you know, any aspect of how they're teaching? 
Yeah, I, I think it's really allowed them to, to differentiate, you know, you know, the instruction, you know, as classroom teachers in a, in a typical environment, in a classroom environment, I think it's, uh, you know, it's challenging, but it's, uh, it's possible to, you know, to differentiate uh, in the classroom. When you're remote, it's a little bit more difficult to have that, um, that differentiation. And I think that, uh, you know, paper and getting back those reports and saying that a student might be struggling in, in, in a certain topic uh, or concept has allowed our teachers to differentiate their instruction and, uh, and their expectations for different students. So it's maybe that extra, um, you know, intuition that they might not have the access to by not being in the same classroom with that extra little kind of feedback almost. Yeah, it, it's almost, it's, you know, I, I kind of equate it to almost having a, an, an extra uh, teacher or a classroom aide in, in their classroom because, you know, these students are able to go out and get that extra help. Uh, and then the teacher not only, uh, you know, sees the benefit of the student understanding the concept, but they see what it is that their students are struggling with and they're getting that feedback from, you know, you know from paper. Mm -hmm. Would you foresee the benefits of it going forward when kind of things normalize, hopefully in the future, would you see the benefit of it still remaining? Yeah, we could definitely, you know, see that benefit. Uh, you know, you know, like everything else, you have to make those decisions and, and touch sure. choices necessarily with, with what makes sense, uh, you know, for your own individual district. But, uh, you know, we're continuing to grow. I mean, it, this is something that we've only been doing now for a couple of months. Mm -hmm. um, and, and the great thing about it is our student that's going to be the valedictorian potentially, you know, at the end of the school year is, is getting great benefit. You know, they've gone in and, you know, have, have lots of different interactions with the paper tutors. And our just average, you know, student that's going to be the 50th percentile is getting benefit. And our mm -hmm. students, you know, with, with IEPs that, uh, that sometimes struggle in the classroom, they're also receiving a tremendous benefit. So it's not often that, that programs kind of, you know, go across all of your uh, student population. And that's what I really like about paper is that every one of our students can, you know, can receive that benefit. That's a really widespread benefit. I can see that would be awesome for any district really with, you know, diverse uh, student population, uh, which is all of them. Um, so as far as the implementation of the program, you said you're a couple months in, how did you successfully kind of get it off the ground and introduce it? Yeah, I mean, you know, for us, uh, you know, the, the great part is, is the people at paper have been, you know, phenomenal to work with. Uh, mm -hmm. They've been alongside us every step of the way. Uh, you know, their tech team, you know, making sure that our students, uh, you know, all have their login information because, uh, you know, basically anytime they just hop on our website, log in, and uh, they have a tutor there within, you know, within seconds. So, you know, the implementation was seamless in terms of getting everybody set up, get logged in, uh, you know, the, the marketing of the program, you know, pushing out emails to families, to students, uh, you know, we have a big, you know, social media presence here to uh, make sure that we're sharing that information. Because, uh, you know, every student, you know, they're not, they're not all using it at this point, but, you know, certainly it's available for all of them. And that's where I think a growth area for us is, is to continue to, uh, you know, to push that information out and allow all the students to know, um, you know, how effective this can be, uh, especially for our students that are learning remotely, uh, that don't have the resources to, you know, to be in the classroom right now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for highlighting this program for us. It sounds like it's working well for your district. I, I appreciate what the insights you've shared about it. Any additional thoughts on for if other districts are interested, you said that the paper um, 
support staff has been good to work with and so that's where they should connect yeah yeah i mean just you know reach out to the uh you know to the staff at, at paper and if anybody has questions i'd certainly be uh be willing to share our experiences here at richland and uh you know, you know we're happy with it and uh, we're looking forward to continuing to grow um you know grow the resource within our district great Thank you so much for being with us today, Brandon. All right. Thank you. Have a great day. Keystone Education Radio is a production of the Pennsylvania School Boards Association. This episode is brought to you in part by LifeTouch and PA School District Liquid Asset Fund. Visit our website at keyedradio.org for more information on today's discussion and past episodes. Subscribe, share, follow us on social media so you can stay tuned in to new topics and interviews. This is Annette Stevenson saying thanks for listening to Keystone Education Radio. The views and opinions expressed on the Keystone Education Radio podcast are solely the views and opinions of our guests and do not reflect the views and opinions of the Pennsylvania School Boards Association. Thank you.